0: Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. It's great to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini-episode of the show. Just a single story, just a few minutes long in case you only have a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some great storytelling. We've got a great story for you today. And, of course, we drop a few of these bites every week in preparation for our episode drop on Thursdays. That's a full hour-long episode filled with stories for you and your family. This Thursday, look for an episode featuring a terrific story story from Kim Whitecamp, the wonderful Ohio storyteller, recorded live in the Appleseed studio, a story called The Lap," a story for anyone who just needs to know that they are loved no matter what. And that's you and me and everybody, isn't it? You'll also hear a terrific outer space adventure in that episode. Don't miss it. That's on Thursday. In the meantime, I'm thrilled to have Brian Tanner, the Appleseed producer here in the studio with me. Brian, it's great to have you with me. Hey, it's always fun to be here. You know, we're talking about outer space. We're talking about Kim White camp. We're talking about everything coming up on Thursday, but we've got something magical happening right now. Tell us what we're going to hear. Yes.
1: Yeah, so let's think really small for this, <laughs> for this story. So I've got a story for you called the short tale of Erica P. Spunk, <laughs> which got to love that name, right? Sure. I already love it. <laughs> it is by Mark Binder, who is an author and storyteller. And what I really loved about this story is, is that it's about someone who sets out deliberately to become a folk hero. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has looked at, you know, the range of folk heroes that that she is hearing about in all the stories and sure. she's like, "Wait a minute." There's a hole here. Why aren't there any women? And she's like, well, why why can't I be a folk hero? And I love that she just takes that on herself. The tale is called The Short Tale of
0: Erica P. Spunk. The teller is Mark Binder. And we're happy to bring it to you here on The
2: Appleseed. The Short Tale of Erica P. Spunk. Once upon a time, there was a little, 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 little baby by the name of Erica P. Spunk. She was so small that her mother was afraid that if they ever gave her a bath, that she'd wash down the drain. And Erica naturally became a little bit afraid of the water. So everywhere she went, she always carried an umbrella with her. Well, she stayed inside a lot, and she read a lot. She read a lot of folk tales. And she realized something. All of the folk heroes, were men. You had Paul Bunyan, big lumberjack guy. You had Pecos Bill, big cowboy guy. You had Mike Fink, big riverboat guy. John Henry, big steel-driving guy. Where were all the women folk heroes? Well, Erica decided that she had to do something about it. So she set out west, which is one of those things that a lot of folk heroes do. She started to walk. She walked and she walked and she walked until she came to the edge of the Mississippi River. They call the Mississippi River the Big Muddy because it's so wide. It was about a mile wide there, and it's deep, and the bottom is all muck and mud. Well, Erica came to the river, and there was no way to get across it. She looked across the river, and she had very good eyesight. She saw something that sent shivers down her spine. There was a house on fire. And in the second story of that house, there was a baby, and it was crying, Mama, Mama. And on the front lawn was the mother reaching up and calling, My baby, my baby. The fire engines were too far away to get there in time, and Erica P. Spunk knew that if she was going to become a folk hero, she had to do something she opened up her umbrella she flipped it upside down she hopped inside and she began to paddle across the mississippi river with her hands she was about halfway across the river when she found out something that you probably already know umbrellas make really lousy boats they got a round bottom there's no keel The umbrella started to tilt sideways and when it tilted sideways water began to rush in. And when the water began to rush in it tilted even further and then all of a sudden it flipped over. Erica just had time to catch a breath as she sank beneath the water. On the way down she was thinking to herself, Oh my goodness, this is a horrible ending for a folk story. This is more of a tragedy. I can't go out like this. But she didn't know how to swim. But there was no time like the present. So she folded up the umbrella, and she tucked it into her belt. She began to swing her arms around and kick her feet, kind of like she'd seen people doing when they were swimming. And it turned out that Erica P. Spunk was a pretty good swimmer. She shot out of the water like she was a flying fish. She flew into the second-story window of that house. She grabbed that baby. She ran downstairs. She came out on the front lawn, and she handed that baby to the mother. Here you are, ma'am. Oh, thank you for saving my baby. The crowd that was watching, they cheered, and someone from a newspaper said they were going to write an article. Just then, a fellow by the name of P.T. Barnum came up and introduced himself. This was in the days before he had a circus. He looked at Erica and he said, I saw what you did. You're a real hero. You can swim, but can you dive? Well, Erica thought, I've never been swimming before today. I suppose I can dive. Then we've got an act. So P.T. Barnum, he printed up handbills. Erica P. Spunk was going to dive off the world's highest platform into a pickle barrel. They built the platform next to the Mississippi River. It was 157 feet tall. A crowd gathered, and P.T. Barnum, he charged them each a nickel just to watch. Erica P. spunk. She climbed up that tower. It took a long time to get up to the top, and when she reached the top and stood on the little platform, she looked down, and she thought, this is a really dumb idea. The pickle barrel looked to be about the size of a nickel, and she didn't know if she could hit it. But she'd given P.T. her word, so she leaned forward, and she dove. She looked good. She did spins. She did twirls. She did somersaults. She did jackknives and half Nelsons. And then a gust of wind caught her and blew her off course, right over the Mississippi River. The whole crowd gasped (gasps) as Erica P. Spunk landed with a big splash in the river. Everybody waited on shore, and then a moment later, she shot out of there like a girl out of a cannon. She landed next to the pickle barrel, and she looked good. The crowd cheered, and P.T. Barnum smiled. He knew they had an act. Well, they toured all the way down the Mississippi River until they got to New Orleans, where P.T. had a special advertising promotion. Erica P. Spunk was going to race a steamboat and a sailboat. But just then, a hurricane started to blow in. Now, New Orleans is a low-lying city, and a hurricane could be devastating. Erica spent the whole morning towing boats into dock. But the hurricane wasn't going anywhere. At last, Erica looked at P.T. and said, I got to do something. P.T. nodded and said, do what you have to do. She opened up her umbrella, she caught the wind, and she blew off into the hurricane. She swirled round and round and round until she came into the eye of the hurricane. And she looked that hurricane right in the eye, and she said, you better get out of here. Well, the hurricane had never seen anything like her, and it didn't answer. She said, you better get out of here, or else I'm going to have to do something. The hurricane didn't answer. So Erica P. Spunk, she made a fist, and she hit that hurricane, boom, right in the eye. It blinked, and she hit it again, and then that hurricane started to cry. Now, you know that if Erica P. Spunk had been a male folk hero, she would have wrestled that hurricane to the ground. She would have tied it up with a bow and put it in a box, but she wasn't. She saw that the hurricane was crying, and she felt kind of sorry for it, and they got to talking, and Turned out they had a lot in common. The hurricane slowly drifted out to sea, leaving the city of New Orleans in peace. P.T. Barnum, he waited up on shore for a long time. And when it got dark, he finally left. Some folks say that Erica P. Spunk drowned in that hurricane. Others say that she blew all the way to England where she became known as Mary Poppins. But the truth is that Erica and that hurricane they fell in love, and they lived happily ever after.
0: The short tale of Erica P. Spunk, a story told for you by Mark Binder. I'm listening to it not only with you, but also with uh, the Appleseed producer, Brian Tanner. Brian, thanks for bringing that story to us today. No, it's great to listen
1: to it. And, with you. and I got to ask you, you know, wh- where does a story like that take you? Well, one thing that I love about this is that at the beginning it says that Erica was scared of water, you know, (laughs) afraid she would go down the drain. But all of her exploits that made her so famous involved water, you know, crossing the Mississippi and diving in P.T. Barnum's show (laughs) and the the hurricane even. So it was like— because she had this great desire to become a folk hero, she overcame her greatest fear. She conquers her fear. Yeah, I, I one of the things I love about this story. There's a
0: moment I love in this story, and it's it's uh, uh, she she decides that she wants to be she she realizes that there aren't any folk heroes written by people written about people like her, mm-hmm. made up about people like her. So what I what I thought Mark Binder was going to say is, and so she wrote one. Mm-hmm. But what he does, in fact, say is, "So she headed west. She became right? one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I
1: think, yeah, yeah. So she became one. You know, that's part of her thought process. What would a folk hero do? Yeah, hey, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I love
0: that. And and in a and in a in a show that loves stories as much as we do, I I think it's sometimes a healthy reminder to 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 realize that the story is. Is a picture of the thing. It's not a not the thing itself, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, here's a person who 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 goes out to make the thing rather yeah. than just the picture of the thing.
1: Right. And we're all the authors of our own lives, That's right. you know. If if we want to go out and achieve something, we've we've got to. We can't just sit there and. Think of the story of what it would be like. You have to actually go out and do it. That's
0: right. Yeah, you actually have to go out and do it. And, And it's fun for me that a tale that is as fantastical as this one is still holds that I think, substantive little lesson in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a pleasure to listen to with you, Brian, and also, of course, we want you to join us uh, on Thursday for the episode that we'll drop then, featuring Kim Whitecamp, the wonderful Ohio storyteller who will tell a story called The Lap about, well, about the fact that every one of us needs to know that we're loved no matter what. That and why not? An outer space adventure to boot. That's all coming up on Thursday's episode of The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us today for this Appleseed Bite.
1: Thanks for joining us.
2: For a bite! Brought to you by The Appleseed.